Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies at the Canopy Group. You know your kids, they're back in school when they get home, they come home with their homework. So why aren't you doing your homework, huh? You've been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company. You've been doing that for years. I'm here to tell you, you deserve more. Get options. Let's face it. Your insurance needs, they change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That's why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Now, don't tell your kids, but you could just outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. It's really easy. They'll teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Like, they do this annually for you to make sure that you save year after year after year. You can contact the Canopy Group, 800-967-3389, or you can visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Put this to the test today, thecanopygroup.com. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Our talk is fun. It's Donna Valentine, that's me. Steve Patterson, that's that guy over there. Hey, everyone. Holly Good Roberts, morning. also with us for hour one. Morning. Yep, morning. Morning, everybody. Hey, everybody. Everybody say hey. Uh, let's see here. It's a Tuesday, which is a great day. If you enjoy music, because at 1130, we do a little something called the same name game. Love it. This is where DJ Rock Lobster comes in, find two songs that have the same title. However, they are not covers of one another. And then we hear them, we vote them off the island. We say who stays and who goes. And sometimes it's more than just two songs head to head. That's right. Sometimes a third, fourth, even a fifth come into play, which is a lot of fun. So that's coming up at 1130. At uh, 1030, we will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. At 1015, we have a special segment. Mm-hmm that uh, Zamboni has prepared for us regarding mysterious animal sounds. He has planned something special for us. That's at 10.15. Okay. All right. Big show. Big show, everybody. Big show, Donna. What a big show. Yeah. Hey, speaking of big, OMG, nearly 10,000 people have signed up for the 2024 Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, which we talked about yesterday. That was the first day of registration. And it was the largest number of signups in its first 24 hours of registration. It opened the same day after the Twin Cities Marathon was canceled due to, you know, the the heat. That's incredible. They said they're so lot. appreciative today and all days of our wonderful running community. No one is happier about the the uh, marathon being canceled than all other marathons. Because what I have learned is... Helps them, right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. The Even Cape Cod op- opened an additional 50 spots once they heard that the Minneapolis one. And, and I think it's happening this weekend or the following weekend. Uh, but I, I didn't understand how how much forethought goes into it. 
My wife once ran a half marathon, so I'm aware of some of the training that goes into it. It's yeah, usually you follow yeah. a plan, and it's all right. Got to go. Oh, yeah, Dinner's you got to do so many. Got to go run. Yeah, but the uh, it's not so easy. Like, okay, well, we missed this marathon. Now we'll just go to that marathon. There aren't a ton of marathons that happen. All th- it's not like any weekend you're going to find a marathon somewhere, and right. registration fills up in a lot of these places. So. Yeah, there are a lot of big ones, and Grandma's is one of them. There's the Disney one is a big one. Of course, we know Boston and New York. and But, um, yeah, people are excited about this. Well, I, I don't know if they're excited about it. I don't, I, I hate the rain on your parade here, Donna. You mean you don't think runners are excited? I don't think that this is an excitement sign-up that they did. I think you have a lot of frustrated and disappointed people who are like, well, we can't do, we weren't able to do this one, and so let's at least sign up for Grandma's next year, which happens before the Minneapolis, the Twin Cities Marathon. But I don't think this was like, we're all feeling better than we've ever felt about running. Now let's sign up for another one. This is like, frick, man. We worked and we trained, and then it was canceled two hours before. Yeah. We'll sign up. And I bet some of them are like, we're not going to run the Twin Cities Marathon anymore. There are some people who are mad enough who are going to say, nope, we'll do Grandma's. We're going up to Duluth. They're not going to cancel that one. I that I don't think this is a we love running feeling at all. This is a frustration. How do we make this up? Okay, this didn't work. Well, let's plan for next June now. Well, I think the event organizers are excited. I think absolutely. If your grandmas, like I said, they would be very happy because they're seeing a registration number that they've never seen before. In just the first few hours when it was open Saturday night or Sunday night into Monday. Yeah. So they're yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm By sorry the way, that I it's okay. Um, speaking of that marathon being, um, you know, canceled due to the heat, we just lived through the hottest September ever recorded in this state. We did it, guys. This is coming after the fifth hottest summer ever recorded. We just finished the hottest ever, uh, beating the number one spot of 1897. That stood. Suck for- it. Did for 126 years. Isn't that cray? That's wild. I got to tell you, I mowed my lawn yesterday. So before I went on my long weekend, I was like, oh, I got to mow the lawn. But it kept raining. I know. And I'm I like, know. I'm not going to mow it wet. I'm just not going to do that. And so came back, got outside. I'm like, let me just mow it. I'm gonna. Sometimes I do it in increments if it's too hot. Sure. You know, like I'll be like, okay, I'll do the front. And then I'll go back out and do the side in the backyard, whatever. I mowed the whole thing. I came inside. I was so hot, like overheating, like I mm. could feel something wasn't right. It was taking me, it took almost 20 minutes for my body to cool down. Wow. I was so hot. And I'm like, why am I not cooling down? I don't know what's happening. It's air conditioned inside my house. Yeah. I just didn't. Couldn't figure it out. And then I saw this headline, and I'm like, well, I'll be. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. I wonder what they thought back in the 1800s. I guess they just started recording weather back then in terms of statistically. I know because I'll see a lot of these, and half the time I'm like, wow, things really are getting hotter everywhere. But then I'll see, oh, it broke a record from, you know, 1898, or the last record was set in 1927. Right. It's truly bizarre because it's going to be, I don't know what it's going to be today. Holly probably knows. Yeah, mid-80s, it's going to be another toasty one. Okay, so mid-80s, and then by 
Um, Friday, the high is 55 degrees. Yeah, we're dropping off. 55. But then next week, we're going to bounce back up into the mid-60s. Next week looks like a really... Beautiful. Possibly pleasant fall kind of a week. Yeah. I was just thinking about trick-or-treating yesterday. I thought, I wonder what it's going to be like. Uh, Is it, you know, because it was so warm yesterday. I thought... Will it be a nice evening out? We've had last year was really nice. Will it be like a few Halloweens ago where it's like, okay, fine, we're not going to do a jacket, but you guys need to put layers on under this stuff. You know, it's you never quite know. And I just told Lou this morning, I said, you know, it's October third. It's going to be Halloween. It's going to be you will blink, and we will be discussing who's doing the mashed potatoes, who's bringing the turkey. It's, this is going right, to happen right. in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. Let me do this quickly with time, Donna. Okay. In uh, three months from now, it will be January 3rd. We'll probably be coming back for like our first show of the new year. It'll be January 3rd in three months. Christmas will be in the past, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. Halloween, all in the rearview mirror. What was it three months ago? July 4th. September, August, July. Wow. So that same period of time. Weren't we lighting fireworks about a minute and a half ago? Yeah. And now it's going to be a minute and a half from now. It's going to be 2024. Time cannot be stopped, Steve. Only savored quote, Steve Patterson. Yes! <laughs> also, one more quote I would like to offer up this oh. morning. You'll never make a living drawing cartoons. Who said that? Walt Disney's father. Mm-hmm. Elias Disney. <laughs> How about that? I love it. I love it. I don't, did you say his name was Linus? Elias. Oh, Elias. Remember, I, I'm, I'm speaking his Nobody book names right their now. kids Linus. I think maybe Linus in the Peanuts uh, cartoons. Maybe that's the only Linus. That can't be. I think Linus would be a great dog name or a cat name. Linus. Sinus. So close, right? Is that why we avoid it? Maybe. Nobody names their kids Septum. You know, it's like once you're I think up- I think it's a good time to go. Okay. All right. Uh, when we come back, we... Oh, hey, there's a new real estate law named after a major pop star, but not for a great reason. You think you might know who this is? Uh, I'll tell you about that when we come back. It is Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, what's up, buddies? Stevie Boy here to talk about Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I just love that place. Did you know... Uh, coming up here in just a few days, it will be their 55th anniversary. That's how long they've been delivering entertainment here in the Twin Cities. How cool. It's a legacy theater company, and they're right here in our own backyard. So if you've not been out there lately, i got to encourage you, get your seats now. That is a pro tip, my friends. Get your seats now for the fun evening that is Jersey Boys. You will love it. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, the story of their rise and fall. It's really great, and it's really very well acted and exquisitely sung. You're going to love it. But get those seats before the holiday rush. ChanhassenDT.com. They also have an incredible uh, concert series. How about this? Coming up, tributes to the Bee Gees, the band Hart, Queen, Michael Buble, Olivia Newton-John, Pink Floyd. The list goes on. And if you like a little comedy, maybe of the clean variety, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, the best comedy improv, happening Friday and Saturday nights. Tickets, just 20 bucks. ChanhassenDT.com. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. There's a good song there. Yeah, uh, Philip Phillips. Is that Philip Phillips? You've got to be kidding me. Or Phil Phillips. Is I didn't Phil even Phillips, hear Phillips? His, his voice in that. 
Wow. I guess I do now. Yeah, there you go. It's about time we heard from this guy again. Yeah. I love it. Okay, I like that. Bye, Philip Phillips. See you later, Philip Phillips. How about that name? You know, we were talking about Linus. I worked with his last name was Phillips. Yeah. And then the parents said, no, 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 no. Phil Phillips? Yeah, I was saying, we were talking about the name Linus. Like, you don't hear that, but you don't hear a lot of people with the last name Phillips saying, are we, should we do Philip? Right. I worked with Bob Roberts. Robert Roberts. Yeah. It's crazy. That takes a real, that's a real gutsy play by the parents. You know, like if he's not a recording artist and he's just, you know, works in taxidermy. Sure, sure. And he's Philip Phillips. That's just so bizarre. You got to stick a middle name in there like uh, Philip David Phillips. Yeah, maybe you're right, Donna. (laughs) Thank you for what you've done for this show today (laughs) and every day. I do it as a public service. You're welcome. Um, I've got news about one Catherine Perry, although her last name isn't really Perry. No, it's Hudson, and she Hudson. couldn't be Katie Hudson Golly. because there was already a Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. The complexity of names these days, I tell you, it's a lot. Well, there's a new proposed law named after Katie Perry. Oh. Let me see if you think it's good or not. Okay. Stick with the acronym here. Saw this in the morning brew. The Protecting Elder Realty for Retirement Years, P-E-R-R-Y, Protecting Elder Realty for Retirement Years Act, will soon uh, be introduced in several states. What would the Perry Act, named after Katy Perry, do? Well, it would give home sellers aged 75 up 72 hours to change their mind about parting ways with a personal residence. Here's what happens. This is all coming from a lawsuit that went to trial last week against Katy Perry and her fiance, Orlando Bloom. That lawsuit was filed by Carl Westcott, the octogenarian who founded 1-800-Flowers decades ago. Hmm. Also the father-in-law of Real Housewife Cameron Westcott. So check this out. Apparently Westcott who suffers from a rare neurodegenerative... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Disease agreed to sell his Santa Barbara mansion to Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom for $14.2 million. Did this back in 2020, but then tried to renege on the sale a few days later. He claims that when he signed the paperwork, his judgment was clouded by post-surgery painkillers that he was taking. Mm. Now, strangely, this isn't the first real estate lawsuit involving Katy Perry and senior citizens. That's right. There was the uh, the the nun thing. The convent. Yes. Yeah, a few years ago, uh, she won a case you know, against... the nun thing. Why did I help you there? I don't know. Because I think at the beginning you were going to go covenant. And it was going to take you a while yeah, to get back to Yeah, and I was going to be like, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. <sighs> Dang it. Damn. Anyway. Missed opportunity. 
Um, yeah, she won a case against elderly nuns over her attempt to purchase that convent. Westcott's family now wants the Perry Act passed, and they say 37 elected officials nationwide are on board. Nationwide is on your side, is what they say. Donna, is this a good day for Katy Perry? All publicity is good publicity, right? No such thing as bad. Not really. No, but I feel bad for the guy if he really does have issues that create. What do you think about the law in general? Once you hit 75... You you can say, all right, fine, we'll sell the house. And then you have 72 hours, I presume, for family to come in and say, yeah. wait, mom, dad, you sold? I think that's a pretty good idea. Okay. I like it. Now. Thank you. I shift. It's Mean Girls Day. What does that mean? Uh, there's some reference. I saw the movie once, and then I had to do this a couple years for Twin Cities Live, and now I forget. This is a day that... Holly, you have to know this. I I'm think counting that this on you. is the day that Katie in the movie played by Lindsay yeah. Lohan started to talk to Aaron Samuels, her crush in math class. Oh. Maybe. You're right. Okay, there we go. Yes, you are right. Yes, he was a senior. Um, and then they had like a little flirty conversation. Yes. She sat behind Aaron in Miss Norbury's calculus class i don't remember very much about this movie at all okay well it was clicky i i i remember liking it and like oh that was good tina Tina fey she uh, wrote maybe directed it as well she wrote it for sure she wrote it um anyway i have a mean girls quiz that i think will go very poorly possibly holly you have to play because if this just goes pure donna this will be a nightmare. All right, Correct. you can phone me as a friend, Donna. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. I'll be phoning every day. Yeah. So just stay on the line, Holly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So the, these are um, incomplete quotes from uh, what many people consider to be a very quotable movie. You just fill in the blank, Donna. Okay. Ready. On Wednesdays we wear blank. Pink. You got it. Hey, Nailed Donna. It. Okay. Yay. Nice job, Donna. Okay. Okay. That's Woo. good. Okay. Thank you. We should totally just stab blank. Holly, I don't know this one. It's a, a person's name. That is a we should totally just stab Caesar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, now, this, this quote money. from Mean Girls in a question form. Is butter a blank? Vegetable. Good guess. Incorrect. Is butter a carb? A carb. Good that one. Is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. All right. Irregardless, ex boyfriends are off limits to friends. That's just like the rules of blank. Girls. Feminism. Oh. Okay. We're having a good time. Two more, everyone. Okay, yep. let's go. Uh, don't have sex because you will get pregnant and blank. Fat. <laughs> That's the right guess without context. <laughs> It's much darker. You will get pregnant and die. Oh, my God. Mean Girls. And finally, blank, blank. I love your work. Holly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I am totally in a, blanking. An alliterative celebrity. Yep. A short alliterative celebrity. Yep. Danny DeVito, I love your work. Holly oh, Roberts for the win. Got Woo. to the drawer. Woo. Way to go, Holly. Mean Girls Day. Hey, yeah. uh, I got an update on that Lady Gaga dog kidnapping case. When we come right back on My Talk 107. Hey, guys, welcome back. 
Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. I forgot that this case was still uh, going on. Remember when Lady Gaga had her two French bulldogs stolen? Her dog walker got shot. Yeah, boy. Critical injury, too. He had a collapsed lung. I believe he stayed with her after he was released from the hospital uh, during his recovery. Um, Anyway, here's the deal. There was a $500,000 reward. Remember? Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Remember? I do remember that. Okay. So, one of the women, the woman who returned the dogs, turns out she was part of the gang that kidnapped the dogs to begin with. She was an accomplice. Mm-hmm. She pleaded no contest um, to the to that charge. And... The latest is that Lady Gaga will not have... So this Jennifer McBride is her name, the one who returned the dog. She filed a uh, $1.5 million lawsuit against Lady Gaga in in February. And that was for the reward plus additional damages. She was arguing that the no questions asked uh, statement and then not paying committed a breach of contract and fraud by false promise and fraud by misrepresentation. Well, at that point, at this point of the story, I agree with the dog napper from a legal standpoint. If we were in a, a college classroom right now learning about law, I would feel like that person has a case because you you threw out there the mm-hmm. phrase no questions asked but i will continue to be a student and learn at your feet donna former juror number 12 13 12 was i 12, 12. you were 12 oh, don't try to tailor switch <laughs> <your> jury <laughs> time. 12 jurors on the jury right thank you yes and one alternate you're yeah. right i was number 12 and i thank you so lady gaga is not going to have to pay this jennifer mcbride anything uh, what happened was, uh, the judge said, um, no to her complaint. Okay. Her complaint was legally insufficient in its entirety following her involvement in her theft. Now she had pleaded no contest to charges of receiving stolen property and was therefore not entitled to benefit from her wrongdoing by seeking to enforce this contract. I don't really know the ins and outs, but um, I do know that prior to this ruling, she had been given 20 days to amend her filing, claiming she was in no way involved in the theft and only took possession of the dogs to return them. Well, why did she plead no contest? I'm not on trial here. Don't ask me. Gaga was saying it made no sense. Long and short of it is the case is closed. The judge won't allow another revised complaint. McBride was arrested with the five others for the, you know, like I said, the critical injury of um, the dog walker whose name was Ryan something. He's still alive. Yes, he is. You said was. I just wanted to be clear. Oh, whose name is Ryan something something. Anyway, um, so McBride, this woman, was dating the fellow accomplice 
And his son is the one who shot the dog walker. And I don't know if he was convicted of attempted murder. I don't think he was ultimately. But anyway, that's not why you called. The The dogs are okay. The dog walker is okay. Lady Gaga gets to keep her half a mil. And that is the end of that story. There was another story I just saw of um, the lead singer of Disturbed, mm-hmm. David Draymond. His puppy was stolen out of his backyard he had a he had a puppy named Charlotte. He has a puppy named Charlotte. And his dog had died and you know he was heartbroken so he went and got a golden retriever puppy. And he was offering a reward for any information that led to her being found. He was heartbroken and it looks like she was returned but you know he was receiving hundreds of supportive comments and shares and apparently they've been reunited and so that ended okay but um when we were and and that was in florida when i was in florida this is kind of interesting we were walking to this empty lot in the neighborhood where we stayed to look at the sunset and so we passed this guy and he's outside his mansion washing his Porsche Hmm. and you know, we're like, Oh, look at this guy, you know, older guy, probably seventies, maybe early seventies. And we were like, hi, he doesn't even give us the time of day. We're like, okay, see ya. We kept walking Hmm. on our way back. He's looking for his dog. You know, we're like, what's the matter? Is something wrong? You know, cause he's looking, he's like, Oh gosh, where is she? And we're like, did you lose something? And he's like, yeah, my dog. And we're like, well, what's her name? And we'll help you look for her. Dogs is a um, little Yorkie mm-hmm. named Cakey. So we're all yelling, Cakey, Cakey, Cakey. So there's like five of us yelling Cakey. In addition to this guy, uh, eventually the dog comes out. I guess it was like found a mouse or something. But boy. Let's hang on to our dogs, huh? Yeah. So, wait, the dog was on the property still. I think it was next door. Okay. The oh, dog geez. was next door, but we were like, oh. Cakey. Cakey. Come here, Cakey. <laughs> sit, Cakey, sit. Wow. Cakey, huh? That's, That's a good a one. Yeah, Cakey is a fun name. My dog, um, the, the, the collar that he wears for the invisible fence broke but it broke and then like we put him outside and we realized oh wow he is so well trained and respectful of the barrier that we left it off for probably five months everybody but then it was a couple of weeks ago while i was broadcasting this show and you wouldn't know it guys because i'm a professional and i didn't let it shake the rest of my performance Mm -hmm. but there was a neighbor who texted and said hey Rex was in the neighbor's yard. Um, I managed to bring him back in. He's in your yard now, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, great. Hey, we should fix that. Then, a few days ago, last Thursday or something, I get a text from another neighbor. Hey, just so you know, Rex is sort of roaming down past the other neighbors. We kept an eye on him, and now he's back in your yard, but just wanted you to know. Anyway, you got to keep your eye on these things, and apparently, if you have an invisible fence, you need to put the collar on them, because after five months, they're like, wait a minute. I don't hear any beeping anymore when I get near the sidewalk. 
Wait a minute. There's no beeping. This is my sidewalk yeah, they're testing now. the boundaries yeah. for sure, literally. But boy, when you have it, though, um, and it works and you actually do it as it's intended, those things are amazing. Well, if I, you have a respect, a dog who respects it, some of them take to it a little bit quicker. He took to it so quickly that it was we could hardly even finish training. With training, you're supposed to put your dog on a leash with their collar on, walk them toward the the the, the invisible fence, and just so you know, it beeps before it gives them any sort of a shock. Yes, so they the, I could hardly get him to the beeping. He would just hear the beep and then wanted to turn and run back. And then you're supposed to be like, good boy, good boy. So when you hear that, run back, run in toward the house, not out through it. But, yeah, they're, they are they're awesome. When well, they work, they're great. if you screw up, though. So I was staying with a friend in New Jersey, and she was like, do you want to take Larry for a walk? And I'm Larry. like, absolutely. <laughs> so I put his leash on. I start walking. He still had his collar on. Sure did. So we walked past the boundary. He freaks out, goes back. Now we take the collar off, try to bring him for a walk. He ain't going anywhere. He's like, oh, hell no. I'm not going past that boundary because bad things are going to happen. Yeah, they say it's good if you choose the same place to exit the yard each time. They view that as sort of like the gate. And if you only do it like when a leash is on, you know what I mean? And then they're yes. like, okay, if the leash is on and I walk through here, I don't get beeped. Right. Um, but, yeah, that can be a, that can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Watch your dogs. Anyway. Watch your cats. But, Watch. Donna, you can put that down on your community service thing that our boss is going to send out soon. <laughs> saying, did <laughs> yes, you serve right. the community? And you can say, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. 40 oh, minutes, good. we yelled cakey. And so we rescued a dog, you know, down in Florida. Nailed it. Oh, Oh, God. But that's not why you called. We got to go. It's one of my favorite memories. I just wish that story didn't take such resetting and explaining because it's just one of my favorite stories of you. I will say the 15-second version. Donna once said, as in three years ago, that she did over 800 hours of community service because she fostered a dog, a.k.a. had a pet. No, that's legit. She, star- that's she legit, started processing you, all Holly. of her hours. She sent it to Dan Seaman, our boss, and said, well, Dan, it was sort of a slow year. I, I didn't <laughs> quite break the 1,000 community hours threshold. And then she even itemized it. Belly rubs, I licking my feet. Lie. That is not true. I didn't know how to measure that type of community service. When an animal is living in your house, but you're not keeping it, you're trying to get it adopted. You're bringing it to adoption events. So I didn't know how to measure. Okay. And I had a couple of dogs and I brought them to events. I brought them to the vet, got them fixed. I drove an hour and a half to bring it to the clinic. Yes. I don't know. Baby, that's community service. I I feel like you could you could get to like 10 hours if you did the math right. But I think an accountant, someone from the IRS of community service might be like, ma'am, at what point are you sitting on the couch with Pinot Noir watching (laughs) Real Housewives and just clocking your community service for this dog that's been asleep at your feet for the last four hours? Well, I'm giving it affection. Okay. That's part of getting it, you know, ready for adoption. You're right. Whatever, Steve. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I don't know why you hate animals. I love animals. I have an animal. (laughs) Rex, come here. All right. Uh, We got to go. Hey, when we come back. A few things in the world of fashion, so to speak. Pam Anderson does something that 
I actually was surprised by myself when I when I saw this. That was Jamie Lee Curtis. She was as well. We'll let you know what Pam Anderson did and what Jamie Lee Curtis had to say about it when we come back and see something say something next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, Holly Roberts with us for one more segment. Let's get to it. Hey, did you see something? Say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. You might wonder, why do Donna and Steve choose to do vocal runs some days and other days not? It's when we're not sure if we have enough content for this segment. And so if we feel like it's light, then we might let it ride a little bit. Might experiment a little bit. Ain't that right, D-Bone? You dang right, Steve. Saw this headline. It has to do with Jamie Lee Curtis's opinion on something. And the headline reads, Jamie Lee Curtis floored by Pamela Anderson going makeup-free at Paris Fashion Week. Colon. Courage and rebellion. Courage. I mean, when somebody calls something courageous, you know, like... Wow, she wore that bikini. That's courageous. Kind of feels like a band backhanded compliment. Do you know what <laughs> I, I mean? I hadn't thought of it that way. Like, saying it. You know, like, oh my gosh, you wore that stained sweatshirt. Actually, that's pretty courageous, Steve. <laughs> that is actually, that takes courage. But it, it, it feels more like it's commentary on your physical appearance but i know what you mean but jamie lee curtis here i think is referencing the standards the the, especially in hollywood of women of public image to always go out all put together right and And it's like you know what forget it you don't want to you don't have to that's right because I'm a real American hero every single morning when I walk out of the house. Please I, recognize me, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, on the other hand, am not. I mean, Donna you know. won't go and get the mail without lip. Honest to God, she puts <laughs> lipstick on to get her mail from her mailbox just in case who sees you. Yeah. I don't want to be seen without foundation either. I get it. You know? <laughs> Listen, there's some imperfections. You think you could see them now? Imagine if I had a clean face. Listen, I'm not throwing stones here. If you work long enough in television where they ask you to wear makeup, let me tell you what happens as a as a man. You start to realize, oh, a little bit of powder and suddenly my face isn't splotchy red right. and the dark circles aren't as dark. I'll hit up makeup. You want to know when? Anytime I want to. That's why I want to even out the complexion. I'm like 10 seconds away from feeling a little bit better about the look of my face. Exactly. So what I'm doing right now is courageous because I don't have any makeup on right now. And we thank you for it. Thank you, Donna. Anyway, so she was praising Pam Anderson's courage and rebellion for deciding to ditch makeup. This is at Paris Fashion Week. Exactly. Okay, that this is, is not a run to Trader Joe's. Yes, this is, that's an important part of the story. So she, she, I mean, she's beautiful. She looked very, very lovely. 
And she went to a bunch of runway shows. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, wow, the natural beauty revolution has officially begun. Um, in her post, this was in a, you know, a post. Curtis shared two images of Pamela Anderson. And if you're just joining us, that's Jamie Lee Curtis at Fashion Week. She was wearing a yellow gown. Now, I think Jamie Lee Curtis has been trying to push this for a long time. You know, she's posed with, you know, without any Photoshop, any airbrushing, anything like that to make a point many years ago. Not even recently. This was like years and years ago. And she said, um, it was just amazing that Pam Anderson in the middle of Fashion Week with so many pressures and postures and 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 this woman shows up, claims her seat at the table with nothing on her face. I am so impressed and floored by this act of courage and rebellion. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. Way to go. And And Pam Anderson, I mean... If anybody saw her documentary, yeah. I don't think she's wearing makeup in the whole thing. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think so. And she don't care. She wanted to have more control over her appearance and she's being more, she feels like it's an act of rebellion. So anyway. Hmm. <laughs> That's how yeah. you ended it? No, no, there's more to it. I said, because mm, I just saw a part of the story that I didn't know. Um, her makeup artist died in 2019 after battling breast cancer. And that's when she embraced her bare face. Hmm. She said uh, she was the best. And since then, I just felt that without Alexis, it's just better for me not to wear makeup. So that's hey, part of the story. One last thing, too, right? One uh, last thing to deal with. As you're heading heading out and about. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? I do. Sharon Osborne was out and about. Uh, we saw things here. She is down, I guess, about 30 pounds. Um, but she said, and this is what was turning heads, she said she goes three days each week without eating. Anything? That's right. Wow. Um, they were talking about, I guess she also did the thing that a lot of people seem to be doing right now in the world of Hollywood, Ozempic. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's, what is it? It's originally for something Diabetes else, but a, or something but a side like effect is that it is an appetite suppressant. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Viagra, right? Viagra. 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 What is the side effect of that? Well, it was meant for, wasn't it like a blood pressure oh, medication? Yeah, oh, and that was a I side see. effect. Yeah, well, that is all generated yep. by blood flow. That's right. Uh, but yeah, she was talking about that. They, she was talking on the Osborne's podcast. And, uh, and Je- she was talking with her son, Jack. And he said that the entire world would descend into chaos if people were forced to go without nine meals in a row. He said, if you have something that somebody wants, they'll kill you for it. You know how far away we are as a society from complete and utter breakdowns? Jack said, nine meals, <laughs> which, you know, he's kind of got a point. You get that where you're just so hangry and it's like, I'm going to do whatever I need. So he said, when you break it down, you are nine meals away from complete and utter breakdown. That's three days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That goes away for people. They go three days without eating. They will murder each other, their neighbors, everything. And then Sharon, his mother, Sharon. that's when she Sharon. That's when she confessed, gosh, I do that every week, at least three days without eating. That's crazy. That is 
I wonder if she drinks she, like protein drinks or anything like that. Does she split it up? Is it like Mondays and eat day, Tuesday not, but Wednesday we're eating again? Probably. She did say um, she recently admitted that she's she feels she's gotten a little bit too skinny after using Ozempic to get that slim look. She said yeah. it's just time to stop. <clears throat> I didn't actually want to go this thin, but it just happened. Uh, I'll probably put it all on again soon. Is what well, she said. that's I think that's the problem with some of these these quick weight loss things is what's going to happen when you stop and you resume eating properly? Are you going to yeah. gain it all back? That's not healthy. I don't know much about Ozempic. I just know that the people that I know that have used it look. You know Extremely. people who have used it for mm-hmm. for the purpose of weight loss. Mm-hmm. So what? Can you just go to a doctor and say, I, 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 this stubborn 15 pounds hit me up with some Ozempic? I don't know. Well, How are people getting Ozempic? If you do get it, it's expensive if it's not covered by insurance you okay. know it's gonna set you back some money okay and you know and also there's a lot of shortages you know because folks who want to use this for diabetes and for other things they're having a hard time accessing it because of people like sharon oh. osborne who are using it uh i don't want to say recreationally but maybe aesthetically sure oh interesting hmm. and i mean it's really important when you're diabetic to have your medication that's what they say yeah so remember i told you about that pill uh i I don't think it's not finalized yet but they're working on a pill that you're never hungry in the middle of a workout think of the last aerobics class you never thought boy i could go for a hoagie right now ever because something there's a chemical that's released as you work out in a strenuous manner and it's like a natural appetite suppressant and so there are researchers that are trying to figure out how they can Essentially, turn that into a supplement, into a, a, a pill that would release that same natural chemical within you that suppresses your appetite. Fascinating. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Hey, when we come back, we do have music news, but also, can we talk about pickleball shoes for a moment? Oh, yeah, I need to get my trode leaps. Okay, we need to. That's what I mean. You know, yep. Okay, well. All right, bye. <laughs>